Damaged Goods Podcast. Get a pad and a pencil or a pen. Take some fucking notes. The doctor is in. Dr. Snackleton from the island of Dr. Snackleton. I was, I was laying in bed this morning, not feeling particularly grand, and I had this, this thought, Snake Man, why don't you engage in an act of reciprocity and give back? You guys are so nice. I'm always asking for shit. I'm always asking you to listen to the podcast and share it and stream it. I'm always asking you to buy my books, like my new book, The Waiting Room, which is available, the link in the bio of all my social media, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kindle versions, select stores, Walmarts, audiobook coming soon. I'm always asking you to buy my books and listen to this shit. Why don't I give something back? Why don't I reciprocate? Reciprocate. Um, so, yeah, I thought I shall. This is uh, going to be a little two-parter. Um, uh, the first part will uh, be a little more uh, goodsy, and the second part a little more damaged it. Um, I almost got damaged it did uh, driving back home today. Um, it's, it was almost like instant karma. Uh, me and two other cars in front of me all rubbernecked because uh, a gentleman was on a scooter, one of those motorized ones, a bird scooter. He was going, he was flying, he was going fast, I don't know, and he was on the sidewalk, which I think they don't want you on, but it seems like it'd be worse in the street. I don't know where it's safe. I'm not the fucking safety guy, certainly not running traffic. Anyways, uh, gentleman in question, flying at a high speed on his bird scooter, it goes off, you know, the curbs in L.A., High, you know, eight, ten inches, maybe a foot. He goes flying off the curb, takes a bad spill, kind of a, quite a fall, if you will. And, uh, yeah, so there's this primal instinct in all of us. When somebody falls, you burst out fucking laughing. Uh, At least sane people do. Maybe you maniacs don't. But, I mean, if someone falls really bad and, like, gushing blood and it's an accident, I think there's also some primal instinct that kicks in where there's this nurturing communal instinct where you want to go help them. This wasn't that fall. This was like a friendly fall, like somebody slipping on ice in the winter in the East Coast. You're going to laugh. Problem is, uh, I'm laughing and my head's turned. I'm neglecting my driving duties, my responsibilities behind the wheel. And so are the two cars in front of me. So now we're all endangering a lot of us. And it was almost a three-car pileup. Uh, but to get some good laughs, sometimes you got to roll the dice. Got to break a few eggs to make an omelet. Um, but I'm back here doing this new episode of Damaged Goods. Jake Frazick, Jake the Snake, Snake the Jake, Dr. Snakeleton today. And uh, the first part of the podcast, um, you know, if you're somebody who enjoys to party, maybe you like to indulge in various substances, you like to live life, squeeze the juice out of the fruits of life, cut loose, uh, you don't always feel like a million bucks the next day or the day after, in my cases. So I got some, some tips, some inside info, some helpers, little helpers, uh, to help you combat that. Like, if you're going to party, you're going to party anyway. I'm not encouraging the intake of any substances, what you choose to indulge in. You're a big kid now. Indulge in what you choose. If you're going to, though, take this information, hold it close to the heart, take it from Dr. Snakelton, Snakelton and uh, use this to benefit from Use it to better yourself, your survival, the next day so you don't totally want to slit your wrist vertically in the tub or never wake up for a week. This may help. And then uh, later, I'm going to share some, some tips for mental health. I'm doing a big press run right now for the new book, The Waiting Room. And one thing uh, I did, uh, and it got pitched to some TV show. I didn't pick it up, so I'm doing it here. Uh, they asked me uh, five tips for men's mental health. 
Um, this is applicable to anybody. It's not just pertaining to men, but they asked me because I'm a man. They wanted my take on it. Um, and I think, I don't know, like the subject matter of my books, I guess, you know, speaks to mental health to a degree. Maybe not in such a straightforward manner, but I, I know a thing or two about it. I mean, I spent 10 years in, in psychoanalytic talk therapy, which seriously helped me out. Used to be on a gang of medication, no more. Various SSRIs, benzos, you know, antidepressants, anti-anxiety pills, fucking Klonopins and goddamn Ambien at night for the night terrors. No more of that. But I also went to um, Boston Graduate School of Psychoanalysis. And so I know, I know a couple of things. So uh, we'll, we'll share that, those, those tips for anybody's mental health. But first, the... Uh, the partying thing. So I wasn't feeling great this morning. Serotonin's low. It's never the day after. For me, it's the day after the day after where I feel like crap. And uh, I was like, you know what? This might be the the way to do this podcast because I'm, I feel like I'm in a method state. I'm basically Daniel Day fucking Lewis. Um, and it felt like the right energy to do it in because I didn't want to do the podcast, but it's Monday tomorrow. I need to give you all an episode. So, um... I said, why not channel the fucking way you feel into this? Uh, so we're going to get right into this. Um, first thing, the drinking of alcohol. One of the most commonly consumed drugs. And, you know, to say drugs and alcohol, that's like saying um, fruit and apples. Alcohol is a drug. Probably one of the most widely consumed, at least in the United States. The first tip for this one should be a fucking no-brainer. Water, hydration is key. Snake man trick, when I order drinks at a bar, this is easy to do it for home, but if you're at the bar, the pub, a restaurant, for every one or two, if you, but try to go for every one alcoholic drink, glass of water. And when I'm at a bar, lounge, club, whatever, um, and I have to go up to the bar, I order my drink and then I get the water. I pound the water there so I don't got to carry two things back and you're wobbling between people and you're terrified, at least I am, of spilling shit. So I just pound that water. Look, if you're drinking, if you're taking shots of whiskey, a Jägermeister, some of those nasty IPA micro brews you like, you can drink some fucking water. Order it neat without the ice. Goes down a lot smoother. Drink the water at the bar, then go. Um, electrolytes are important. Gatorades are one of the more common ones. Or the Pedialyte. Tastes like penicillin, but they have those liquid IV things, which is like, uh, it's not like an IV in your arm, clearly. Um, it's like a little packet, you know, you rip it off, you pour it in your water, you stir it up. It's got a little bit of sugar, tastes kind of shitty, fruity, sugary, but it's got electrolytes and it works quicker than coffee. I mean, the caffeine and the, I think there's like uh, niacin and vitamin B in there, shit hits pretty quick. Um, you know, hair of the dog is a trick. That's like drinking alcohol the day after, but... I've found in my personal experience, it tends to just become a cyclical thing. And then you start off with a couple Bloody Marys at brunch, and now you're back drinking at six and whatever. So I get it. It does work, but it's, it's, it's a slippery slope. A slippery slope. Uh, carbs, believe it or not. Carbs are not bad for you the next day because your blood sugar's probably dropped because you had all this alcohol with sugar in you the night before. Next day, you don't. Carbs are good. The next day, people are like, greasy breakfast, man. Yeah. Greasy's cool. It's really all about the protein. Listen, I love me some fruits and veggies, but that ain't the thing to eat when you're hungover from drinking. Proteins absorb the sugars. Alcohol's all sugar. Fucking eat some proteins. It'll soak up the goddamn sugar. If you're worried about a headache and you want to do the pain med thing, I highly recommend you avoid uh, uh, Tylenol and more specifically ibuprofen. 
I'm almost convinced my father got uh, his liver cancer, which he died from, from ibuprofen. He wasn't necessarily drinking with it, but he was a physical guy. I was working, doing active shit. And he would pop ibuprofen like motherfucking Skittles or candy or gum or breath mints or Altoids, whatever. He'd pop them all the time. And it's not good for your liver. Now, it's especially bad when it's compounded with alcohol that's already in your system. So I think if you're going to do a headache medicine the night before so you don't wake up with one, uh, Advil. Uh, sleep is always, it's gonna, sleep's going to be the grand healer along the water in all of these. But, it, you know, if you sleep off your hangover, um, you, you're not going to feel the effects. Your body's not going to be hurting as much. Um, ginger, ginseng, prickly pear, those are all good things to have. And what liquor and what mixers you're having, very important. Uh, dark alcohol. It has this thing called, um, these things I should say, called, I'm going to say this wrong, congeners, congeners. Anyway, it's like these toxic chemical byproducts that are formed in small amounts during the process. And uh, some alcoholic beverages have varying amounts. Dark liquors like whiskey and bourbon have the most. That's why I stick with vodka. Some might assume it's that I'm half Polish which I'm sure has something to do with it, but it's, uh, vodka's my safety drink. Also, if you're drinking vodka, soda, and lime, uh, not a lot of added sugar at all, and you're getting a little hydration from the soda water. Um, that one water, one booze drink, though, you might be pissing all night, yes, but listen, if you're a beer drinker, you're gonna be pissing all night anyway, and getting up to pee a lot from so much water isn't the best, but it sure as fuck beats a goddamn hangover. Also, water is good for you. Drink it. Anyone who doesn't like water is a heathen. Keep your eyes peeled for that motherfucker. Next, perhaps you've, uh, you've been partaking in the sniffles, a little Peruvian flu, a little Escobar's dandruff. You know, maybe you got aches and pains, a runny nose, a headache, mild confusion. Uh, maybe you feel irritable the next day. Some people do. I know um, back in the, when my parents were still married, uh, my father was, you know, selling a thing and using a thing at the same time, plus always working. And he's already stressed out and had a bad temper, but... When you have that shit in your system and then you don't, uh, you get extremely irritable. And this dude had a terrifying temper. Uh, and, I, you know, people can be verbally or physically violent on that shit. So that you might be feeling irritable, jittery, or just depressive symptoms. It sucks all your motherfucking serotonin, like a lot of these things away, <sighs> vanishes from your brain. Lack of energy and your body temperature is going to increase. Your heart rate might increase. Some things to do, um, premeditate, uh, you know, premeditated medication of sorts. And you can also do this the morning after. These are natural herbal neurotropics. 5-HTP and L-theanine. All right, these things, um, I mean, I take 5-HTP every day because I just suffered from a depressive mood disorder. So if you're just feeling low in the mood, that's good. But you can take, you know, 200 milligrams. You ain't gonna OD on the shit. I mean, don't swallow a whole bottle, but um, you can take it the night before too, like the way you would take like an Avo or something to wake up, maybe not. So serotonin deprived. Um, it really helps the depressive feels ease back. High protein foods, again, because it kind of reduces the burden on your metabolism. Your body's trying to recuperate after doing all that shit that night before. And your blood sugar levels are all off. Uh, it's not going to cure the hangover, the eating the protein foods, but it's going to make your body not feel so out of whack. It's going to raise the blood sugar levels and take that stress and that burden off your metabolism. Nuts, bananas, kiwis. What do they got in common, Snake Man? Oh, all fucking tells you. They all contain serotonin. Not as much as taking like some of the 5-HTP and shit, but it helps reintroduce it to the brain. Kiwis at night, especially. Uh, here we go. Sleep again. 
sleeping off this shit. It capitalizes on the passage of time as the healer, as the medicine here. Uh, it's the only way to actually fight a lot of these hangover effects because when you're sleeping, you don't feel these effects of the hangover or the, the you know, not just from booze, we're talking cocaine here, whatever the drug is. You're not going to feel them as intensely. It ain't going to be the sound of sleep you ever got, but uh, it sure as hell beats being awake, dealing with it, feeling like less than a million bucks. MDMA, Molly, ecstasy, 2CE, 2CB. For me, these are the worst come down hangovers. Not the 2CE as much, but Molly and ecstasy, I fucking hate it. It makes me so goddamn depressed. Um... You need neuroprotection before and after. They say drinking a lot of green tea is good. Eating fruits and vegetables is essential. Um, you can supplement with strong neuroprotectors, such as there's a thing called ALCAR. That's acetyl L-carnitine. Carnitine. And another one is N-A-R-A-L-A-alpha-lipoic acid. Those things are going to protect what serotonin and dopamine and shit you have in your fucking head, the tryptophan, so you don't totally get depleted. Vitamin C is very good for the synthesis of serotonin. And uh, drinking orange juice before and after MDMA can shorten the come down. I know when we would dripping on psychedelics, you know, mushrooms and acid and shit, they would always say to eat vitamin C would enhance it. So we'd be like eating fucking vitamin C gummies and those vitamin C halls, cough drops, and fucking drinking OJ to trip more balls. Uh, also, vitamin E and C also very good. It helps prevent brain damage. And nobody wants that. LSD. Acid. Time to motherfucking rest. Don't go on a trip if you got anything scheduled the next day. Get that calendar open. You need to fucking rest. Even if you're awake, you you just you don't want to rush into doing anything after that. Definitely have 24 hours free. I highly recommend that. That way you can integrate the experience in your next day in a in a healthy way. Um, and you're not trying to you know because you might have stuff you're gonna process from the trips depending on if it was a good or a bad trip or both. And you don't have to process it in such a harsh way while you're running off to work or handling your responsibilities. Um, but yeah, sleep is very, especially if, you, if you're tripping real hard and you're having hallucinations. Because once the hallucinations have subsided, then you'll get some rest, uh, some healthy eating, and that's going to that's gonna, you know, hook you up. You need to do that. Cannabis, marijuana, ganja. Um, do these few tricks. And listen, we know this ain't as harsh. You're not going to like suffer from a weed hangover the way that you would from some of these other substances, but you might be burning heavy the night before and wake up groggy. So do a few of these, or you may end up sucking dick for weed and disappointing Bob Saget in rehab. It's a movie Half-Baked I referenced. If you haven't seen it, go fucking check it out. Maybe smoke some low-THC weed or CBD bud to kind of wean off of it, off the THC. Exercise and a good diet, pretty self-explanatory, and uh, just be a big boy or a big girl or a big person. It's only fucking weed, dude. I think I think you'll be all right. Uh, and now for the more damaged D part of the damaged goods uh, dual episode, um, the five tips for mental health. Um, the first one is what I was talking about when I went to school for earlier: psychoanalysis or talk therapy. Psychiatrist and, and a therapist or a psychoanalyst are different. Psychiatrist is the motherfucker who writes you the prescription drugs. You see them for about 10, 15 minutes. They ask you how you're feeling. They offer you a bunch of medicine. A therapist or a psychoanalyst can't legally recommend you any drugs. They're the talk therapist. And they recommend if you're going to be on some of those medications that you do it in conjunction with talk therapy. I recommend this as well. Um, but talk therapy, is, it's, it, it's a, I felt like a really helpful thing. A good therapist can help you see 
how we are the way we are. Are you the way you are? What makes you feel the way you do? Acknowledging past and present traumas, how to face them, learning how to mitigate and cope with all these things. People say, I don't need a therapist. I got good friends. My mom is my best friend. Yeah, no doubt. Friends are good. Family's great. I love my mother too. These people are not like a therapist. Subconsciously, you know how your friends and family are going to answer or, or respond. So what you share with them, you kind of know. Um, and as much as you love these people, when, when you go to your therapist, you can share shit that you don't tell nobody. Not your life partner, not your blood brother, not anybody, not your favorite coworker, your fucking, what do they call that, your work wife? Nah, dude, the shit you don't tell nobody except yourself when you're in the shower, you can get it off your back. Get it off your chest. Talk to your therapist. And God damn, does it feel good? Does it feel liberating? You will feel 55 pounds lighter when you leave. It's incredible. And then you almost get addicted to wanting to, to see your therapist because it just feels so peaceful and, and releasing of this, this stuff that you, you bury. You don't know how much you bury in some shit. I'm an open book. Read my books. See what the fuck I talk about on the podcast. Pretty fucking open. But there's still some shit that I, I, I let bounce around in my head and it fucks with me. And you need to get it out. So talk therapy. Highly recommend. Um, exercise. 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 Get physical, baby. Physical activity. It's not only great for the body. It's great for the mind and the soul. Those are all connected. All three of those things. Physical exertion. It's shown to release endorphins. You know, it gets the serotonin swirling. Uh, I personally find it a great way to specifically deal with anxiety. Maybe not the depression as much, but when I'm anxious and I'm getting a little angry and, you know, feel like the Bruce Banner about to turn into the Hulk, do some exercise, whether it's 20 minutes or two hours. It gets it all out. It's like I channeled that energy, that negative anger, whatever, and I got it out in a healthy manner and it reduces my anxiety. Number three, numero trace, quality diet. If you put the best gas, best oil, the best products in your car, car runs better. You put shit products in your car, car runs like shit. Think of your body and your mind and your soul the same way. If you only feed it toxins and junk, it'll run like junk. Listen, dude, yeah, I love a smash burger and bag of Cheetos. Who, I mean, who loves a bag of Cheetos more than the snake, man? I do. But you can't always fuck with it because the more you're fucking with it, the shittier you're going to be feeling. And balance is a tough one. Everything in moderation, even moderation. So I understand... You know, but you got to feed it some good stuff. Less processed foods, more foods that help your system, fruits, vegetables, good proteins. Know where you're getting them too, you know. If you can afford to, try to get them, you know, not to sound like a farmer's market advocate, but, you know, local or, you know, organic if you can. It's better for you. You will feel better when your body feels better, your mind, your soul feels better. Number four, rest. This was a common overlapping um, medication of the natural sort when I was discussing how to deal with those hangovers. Our society really kind of misplaces a lot of, an excessive amount of emphasis and pride in the hustle. Hustle, 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 grind. Rise and grind. Rise and grind. I'm on Twitter. Uh, don't ever tell me to rise and grind. Fucking miss me with the rise and grind tweets, dude. Look, hard work's important. My, my grandparents and my great-grandparents, they wouldn't have came here uh, and, and, and been fools to not think about hard work was so important. And, and I'm blessed I have a decent work ethic, too. It's the only way you might have uh, been able to maintain and just be stable, let alone hopes of advancing past abject poverty. And if you're an artist or anybody with an independent business, an entrepreneur, hard work's going to be a very key component into that thing moving and growing and being successful. But you got to rest. If you're not rested, there's a less quality version of the work that you're going to be putting out there. 
Your relationships are going to suffer. You're going to feel like a car running on fumes. You're more rested. Rest improves your mood. It eases anxiety and it keeps some of the gas in the tank for your endeavors. You're going to work more efficiently and less. You know, work smarter, not harder. Uh, number five, reading. Like such books as The Waiting Room and Quicksand. And no, this is not just a shameless plug, but it's true, right? Society were very overstimulated. And not just in the cities, but even in small towns. You got millions of lights and billboards and cars and sirens. Even our fucking phone that we carry around attached to us, it's a goddamn computer. We're very overstimulated. Watching a motherfucking movie in, in, in TV is relaxing, but you're still very stimulated. There's lights and sounds. Reading a book, dude, go to the park, go to the beach, sit on your porch, sit on your couch, whatever. It's kind of peaceful. You kind of tune out from that shit unless you recharge. And a bonus number six this is the most key important thing, maybe one of the most important things I've ever done to benefit my sleep in particular. This is for the rest one. And if I can recommend only one thing this year, this is it. And my girl and I did this about a year and a half ago. I swear to God, on my father's life, on my grandfather's life, this shit changed my fucking sleep routine within like a week. Me and my girl, about a year and a half ago, we removed all the electronics except for these sand lamps from our bedroom. I mean, it's definitely no router. If you've got an internet router in there, that get that shit the fuck out. Put it in another room. No TV. Say, make your bedroom a place where you, you know it is rest. If you, you, you watch TV, man, worst case, you fall asleep on the couch, which I tend to. If you're one of those people that's like, oh, I can't sleep without TV and movies. No doubt. You sleep on a motherfucking couch or you, you know, for like 10 minutes, two hours, whatever. You wake up and you stumble in, tired as fuck to your bedroom. But you're creating your bedroom as a place for rest and perhaps some romantic physical activities. But... um. Then you're not like in bed watching TV and you go there, you relax. We got a little digital uh, alarm clocks that you can plug in or battery powered, low lights. Most case, for any stimulation, we put a Bluetooth speaker in there with the device controlling that is out in the living room or the kitchen or something playing music. But it changed our sleep so much. And when I sleep in like hotels or at you know, someone else's house and I, there is a TV or fucking my phone is plugged in next to my head, I don't sleep as good. You're waking up and you're in the bed in the morning with the phone, it's right next to your head. Nah, dude, we leave them shits out of the bedroom. It will change your sleep. I swear by that. Dr. Snakelton recommends take the fucking prescription and you will enjoy that. Um, follow me on social media at Jake Frazek, at J-A-K-E-F-R-A-C-Z-E-K. At Damage Goods Podcast, at J the S. Go grab my book, The Waiting Room, the new book's out, and Quicksand while you're at it if you haven't read it. The link's in all the bios, but it's on Amazon, um, Barnes and Noble, Walmart, select bookstores, Kindle versions. There's an audiobook version coming soon. And uh, if you're gonna party, you're gonna do what you're gonna do, take these little tidbits with you, man. Hold them close to your heart. They may save your life. And uh, yeah, take those fucking electronics out of your bedroom and thank me later. You're welcome. <laughs>